Uh, Matt, are you there? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I like to welcome Matt Cross to the show. How you doing, Matt? Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing all right. We're just trying to hang in there, taking one day at a time. Um, so, um, so you just came back from out of town, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I was in uh, Pittsburgh the last week. I worked for a group called FNW on Friday, and then uh, IWC on uh, Saturday, and then just my girlfriend lives up there, stayed with her the rest of the week, and uh, yeah, just got home last night. Oh, really? So, um, how, um, so are you holding any titles in any of those promotions at the moment? Um, no, they were both four titles. Um, I wrestled uh, for the Cruiserweight title on Friday and then the tag titles on Saturday. Um, I have been uh, tag team champion with Josh Prohibition in IWC two times prior, but uh, we were unable to uh, bring home the belts this time. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I was really curious, like, um, so what was your experience with the uh, Wrestling Society X promotion? Um, my situation was pretty unique because I didn't really hear about the project until essentially two days before it was being filmed. Um, I went back to college at the time to finish up my degree, and I got a call from Kevin Kleinrock um, as I was driving home from school one day. He asked what I'm doing, and I said I'm driving home from school. And uh, he told me about the project, and four hours later I was on a plane to L.A. Um, not knowing what was going on or what it was or really much anything. I actually brought all my teacher's information with me to L.A. and then called I got in at about 2 in the morning and then called my teachers and just said I was filming some sort of TV show and essentially didn't even know when I'd be back. I, I remember asking the lady at the uh, at the airport when my return flight was for, and she looked it up, and she's like, well, as of right now, you don't have one. So I didn't know if I was going to be there a week, two weeks. I had no idea how long it would take to film a TV show. So it was really exciting for me. I mean, I remember just, you know, literally just, on four hours' notice, and then getting on a plane, and then the next day, uh, we either started filming the next day or the day after that. So, uh, I think we started filming like, the very next day, actually. So, I basically was just thrown into it, and and it was great. I had a lot of fun. Um, it was just exciting to be a part of um, you know a TV production and see how that works and and all behind the scenes. And I learned a lot wrestling wise too, because wrestling for TV, I, I feel, is a lot different. And it was a good experience. Um, just to hang around with all those guys for, you know, the week and a half we were there. You know, you don't do the, – the matches are short, so you're on set basically all day, and, you know, me and Cole Cabana running around and acting like idiots, and you know, the whole thing was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, what do you think about, the like, the, the stuff that was exploding and stuff like that and the, all those concepts? Um, I thought the show as a whole – I mean, obviously everything has positive and negatives. I thought the positives – um, outweighed the negatives. Um, one of the things I keep hearing as a complaint is well, the two things I always hear about is the announcers and, and the explosions. Um, see, personally, I liked the set and a lot of the characters and, and things like that because I thought it spoke more to our generation, kind of like a like a new age, it's just a different take on professional wrestling. And I, I thought that was kind of cool and just to try something different. Now I think that's what they were trying to do with the explosions too, just to set it off. And you know, MTV might have even had. Uh, saying and making that more over the top and stuff but uh yeah i mean personally i think it was overdone um i took part in the season finale which was inside an exploding cage i thought that was done well and and more or less necessary but some of the other ones just kind of it it, it you know it started to seem fake and, and some of the effects they added to it just i mean 
these were dangerous situations that the guys were in, and we were working with stunt coordinators, but, I mean, there was real-life danger. And then when it came across on TV, I felt like a lot of it seemed, you know, they tried to make the explosion so over the top that they just seemed really fake. When it actually, so they actually, it kind of backfired on them, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, tagging up with uh, Teddy Hart? Teddy Hart is a very entertaining individual. He's... Um, I get asked about him all the time, and the best way that I can describe him, and I've said this to many other people that know him, they say that they agree it's the best way to sum him up. Everything that you've ever heard about him, ever, is true. <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. It's, um, it's, it's like, he's, he's just, he's on his own world. Like, so whatever you've heard, it's 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 true. <laughs> Well, what do you think the downfall was of uh, Wrestling Society X? Because, uh, as everyone knows, you know, it didn't really uh, last too long on uh, MTV. Um, my understanding was that that week that it really came out, um, MTV itself had, like, a huge shakeup, and, like, something like 50% of their employees were let go and just as a company. And, like, things like TRL, which is, like, one of their longest-running shows, was even in danger of being cut and... Basically, there was a couple people within MTV that were really pushing for the wrestling program and, and pushing hard for WSX. And what happened is those people lost their jobs during this, you know, major overhaul of the station. So once these, you know, important figurehead people that were pushing for the program were were no longer there, then it didn't have the support within MTV that it once had. So all of a sudden, now you have the producer of, you know, I don't know, My Sweet Sixteen, Girly Girl Show, and on her shoulders now is the responsibility of this wrestling show, and and so the people that it was put on, into their hands were just like, "Out wrestling, what is this?" And just kind of, you know, they just they just pulled it. Do you think you think that it could have gone farther if they would have put more initiative behind it? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the connection there is like, I can't really hear. So hold on a second, Alan. Can you repeat that? Oh, he was wondering. Um, uh, he he was wondering if they would have, if they would have put you know a little more ignition behind it you know could you think it would have gone farther? I would hope. I mean, it was just interesting. I remember being so excited at the time because I thought no matter what happens, something's going to happen. I mean, like it's just going to shake up wrestling, and I thought that's what I mean. Obviously, what is needed right now and what was needed then, and and, and you know, and again, still now. Um, I mean, wrestling was at such a high point when ECW was in, you know full blast, and WCW was around, and WWE was around, and, and when everyone was going, it, that competition just, I mean, it was so obvious, it drove the industry, and, and, and everything was, was, it helped everything, and nowadays, I mean, I just think it would have brought some of that, not necessarily competition, I'm not saying head-to-head, like a half-an-hour MTV show is going to go against, you know, a billion-dollar wrestling company that has, you know, hour, two-hour, three-hour time slots and stuff like that, but it would have had to have been recognized, I mean, even if it force WWE to change, I don't, you know, like the, the ring aprons or something, or even the look or, or the style. or Certainly, it would, I think it would have legitimized like that style of wrestling, and that's what I personally uh, hoped for. I wanted people to see, um, you know, some of these smaller athletes, these faster athletes, these more exciting, high-flying, uh, all of the, you know, that, that WSX almost exclusively featured. And I thought, you know, I, I personally think there's an audience for that, and it's never really been tapped. I mean, WCW started to kind of right before they went under, but you know, even the WWE of today, they don't really, you know, it's not a secret that they don't really focus on the, those that that style, and you know, they're still kind of want these monster guys. But you know, I think that there's a market for the, the smaller, faster, 
innovative stuff, and I was hoping that WSX would have taken off just so people would have had a chance to see that style of wrestling. Yeah, no doubt about it. I totally agree. I would rather see, you know, the smaller guys who can actually go in the ring instead of, you know, these big, you know, musclehead guys each and every week on the TV who can't even, you know, do work a match. And that's what upset me most about it, it you know, failing or whatever you want to say, because I truly think that it failed because of the shakeups at MTV and because it was never really given a shot. But I think, unfortunately, people are only going to look at, at the end result, and the end result is that it didn't work. So now I think that set back that style of wrestling for a couple of years because now if someone, you know, if they if they get the idea to, to pitch that style again or to, to work in that direction, they're going to be like, well, look at WSX, it didn't work. People don't want to see that. And I just I don't think that's true. I think there is an audience for that. Well, what about with uh, with with Ring of Honor? Uh, do you think that uh, they even want to step up and, and become, you know, like the the third? Or I mean, arguably, you know, some can argue that they already are, you know, the third. I mean, I certainly would agree. But uh, do you do you think that uh, they would even want to step up and, and and be put on, you know, like a regular cable slot and and uh, try to compete with uh, with it, with TNA or WWE? I'm sure they would. Everything that they do. Is, is I don't want to say baby steps, but it is done smartly. I mean, you know, Gabe worked for ECW, so he he learned from the mistakes that were that took place there, and and he's not gonna to jump at a TV show or pay per view deals unless it's gonna you know without a doubt benefit the product because he, he you know there's no sense in in overstepping your bounds you know as a company and, and he's he's aware of that so you know every year they've gotten bigger they've gotten more press they've been able to go more places and they went to they made it out to the West Coast and Japan and England just in this past year alone. So they're just going to keep, you know, taking those steps. And, you know, we went to pay-per-view this past year, which was a big step for everyone. And, and you know, certainly they would be looking for a TV. I mean, I, I don't obviously have a hand in the inner workings, but I can't see why they wouldn't be interested in a TV show. But, again, not if it's going to take away from the product or, you know, uh, jeopardize the style or or, or be like a something that's going to cost them you know, more money than than they have available. I mean, they they're really good about you know just taking those those small steps uh, under firm ground and, and to get to the next level. Yeah, so you were you mentioned a pay per view, and I thought that was a great step. I mean, you you paid what ten to fifteen dollars, and you're getting two hours of actual good wrestling, not you know you know a midget running around the ring and these big juiced up guys with no charisma. My only gripe though is that it's not on Direct TV yet, which is unfortunately what i have but uh i definitely thought the pay-per-view move w- was a good one yeah and, it, and it's you know it's just an example of what they're trying to do just take those steps that you know keep getting more exposure and stuff and i mean all the reviews for the pay-per-views have been you know extremely it's been well received so hopefully that'll bring them more press and just take them to that next step um and i was wondering um i know that you uh your last pay-per-view was uh undeniable and i know that you were in that uh tag match and i know that the resilience were disbanded so i was kind of curious on what your future is with roh if you know at this point i don't to be honest <laughs> um i'm sort of you know like yeah once uh the resilience is disbanded and myself austin aries and eric stevens are, are going in our our own directions now so i don't really know what the future will hold um, i'm kind of you know, trying to get my feet underneath me now and, and, and see see where I'm needed, see what I can do. So, yeah, to be honest, I don't really know. Hmm. Um, I was kind of curious. Um, I, I don't know. I was watching some ROH DVDs the other day, and I'm kind of curious if you know, like, uh, why did y'all ever get rid of the, the pure title? I'm just kind of curious. Oh, I 
That that would be well above me. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I hear a lot of that from fans all the time about why isn't there a secondary title and, and you know, give more guys, you know, something else to shoot for, and and, and some guys that you wouldn't think are ever going to go for the heavyweight belt. It gives them something to fight for. I mean, I don't know. One thing I can think is that maybe it. it um, I think the Ring of Honor belt is, you know, one of the few belts in wrestling that does have some prestige attached to it. So maybe it makes it, you know, even more prestigious that that is like essentially the, the you know, obviously the main belt and one of the only belts in Ring of Honor. So everyone is, a, is can get that, and, and everyone's gunning for that one title. So how uh, how do you uh, explain your experiences working with uh, Eric Stevens and uh, Austin Aries? It was fun. I, I mean, I like. Um, doing things with Austin Aries, I think he has like a great wrestling mind, and I was able to learn a lot from there. And that's why I like being involved in Ring of Honor in general because I mean, you only get better by working with people that are better than you. And once you, you know, become a big fish in a small pond from whatever area you're from, you kind of have to move on. And, and I like that about Ring of Honor in general because I mean, when the guys are announced from these places, they're they're the people's legitimate homes. So, I mean, you, you take. You take the resilience, for example. I mean, I think Austin Aries is from, like, Minnesota or Minneapolis or something. And I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and Eric Stevens from Florida. And, and it's like you just got people from all over the world, and we were feuding with the Nora Morse scores. You got, you know, Davey Richards from, from Washington and Roderick Strong from Florida and, and Rocky Romero from uh, you know, L.A. And it's like, I don't know, it's just, it, it, to me it has like a very special vibe that when you see these events, I mean, you really are – seeing people, you really are seeing the best in the world. They've been brought from all over for that day just to compete in these things, and it's, I don't know, I, I like that about the, the product. Is uh, one of your goals uh, eventually trying to go after the uh, ROH World Heavyweight Championship? Um, I can't say I thought about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it would be. I'm sure everyone would like to do that someday. I mean, you, know, you never know. I mean, my goals right now are just to enjoy wrestling and keep doing it. I mean, when I started out, I didn't really have any goals, so I've far exceeded anything I ever thought it would do. I mean, it started more or less as a joke, and now it's sort of turned into a career, and I just want to, you know, keep riding the wave and, and see where it takes me. And every year I look back at the previous year, and as long as I've done more and had more experiences and, and, and more fun and it's been, it's made financial sense, then I'll, you know, I'll continue to do it. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, not thinking about specific Ring of Honor goals, but just, just wrestling in general. As long as I'm keep you know keep learning and keep having fun i want to keep doing it i was kind of curious um so you're, you're uh one of your ring names is m dog 2020 i was kind of curious on how you came up with that nickname um yeah i wish i had a good story you're gonna have to like ask your listeners to help me or something i really have nothing um my very first gimmick was the 18th amendment which was prohibition because uh, i've been straight edge for the past well, something like 11 years now um, oh wow and i was always feuding with josh prohibition who at the time had a different name um, and then he, you know, came to me one day, and he's like, I'm going to be Josh Prohibition. And I'm like, you can't be Josh Prohibition. I'm the 18th Amendment, which is, which is Prohibition. So that's going to be the worst match ever. Like, who, no one's going to care about that. Like, who wants to win, the guy who doesn't like drugs or the guy who doesn't like drugs? Like, people don't relate with that. Like, that sucks. <laughs> so I'm like, crap, i got to change. i got to, because he was, like, dead set on doing it. So I'm like, well, i got to do something. And I was really big into breakdancing at the time. So I showed up at, at a show. And I was wrestling Josh Prohibition, and I basically had two gimmicks with me. I had my regular 18th Amendment stuff, and then I also had kind of the, the crap that I breakdanced in. And, you know, it came time for the show, and I was like, well, you know, I need to be like the opposite of Josh, who's like 
going to be like this, you know, hardcore militant straight edge type guy. And I'm like, I need more like fun loving, like, you know, if he's going to be the heel, I'll be the face, you know, I'll break dance and whatever. And then, you know, right before I went out, the ring announcer was like, what's your name? And I was like, oh crap, I hadn't thought about that yet. So it literally just came to me that second. I don't, I like, <laughs> I don't know what influenced it. I mean, it's, it wasn't until like a year later that someone mentioned like the the drink or whatever. And I was like, which is just ironic because, yeah, I don't even drink. So, I mean, maybe I knew that subconsciously or something. I don't even know. I just spit it out. I was like, uh, I'm dog uh, 20. I'm like, that sounds sweet. <laughs> and there it was. And, yeah, then it just, I started using it. So I don't really have a good story. i got to make something up. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, so sometimes you just got to do things on the fly. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. So uh, how was your experience of, uh, wrestling over in uh, France? That was a lot of fun. Um, I was there twice um in 2007 uh both times with the fighting spirit federation um and they're really great guys i had a lot of fun um the first time was just um uh, you know a small building right in paris but it was cool just driving around and you know they had posters and i saw my picture on a poster and i you know essentially marked out for myself because i'm like well man i'm like seriously lost in the middle of paris somewhere like there's my picture i was like oh man like wish my mom could see that now you know like <laughs> so I was just all pumped about that, and and they called me again. I believe it was May, and uh, they had been contacted by the Stade de France, which is a a giant rugby team in France who was competing in a really big game. Um, and I guess they're known as a team for putting on these like really extravagant pre-shows. Like they'll have an elephant come on the field and like drop the ball, or someone will like parachute it in, or just they try to go over the top, and like they're known for that. So someone in their organization got the idea to put on a, a small wrestling show as a as a pre-show. So I was contacted for that and, and went over there and did it, and it was a blast. Um, it was an 80,000-seat arena, and 72,000 people showed up. So I, I had to jump at that opportunity because, realistically, I mean, that's probably the most people I'll ever wrestle in front of. And I, I think with the shoot numbers, it was actually bigger than WrestleMania. So it's like... I mean, given they weren't all wrestling fans, or, you know, for all I know, probably wasn't a single wrestling fan, but still the same experience of wrestling in front of just that many bodies, and, and Europeans are just so adamant about their sports, and they just get so pumped about everything that it was great to, like, you know, there were so many people here to see this, you know, important rugby game, and, and the first thing they see to come out is, is us, and I'm I'm waving the team flag around so everyone's going crazy, and it was just, you know, something I'll never forget. Wow, sounds like a really good experience. Oh yeah, it was it was amazing, and we were only there for a weekend, so it was the whole thing was just really almost surreal. I mean, I think I I wrestled for Ring of Honor on, on a Friday, I think in Hartford, Connecticut, and then I was I drove there after the show. Um, well, Paul, one of the refs, drove me to like uh, Kennedy Airport in New York City, and then I flew to um, Paris. I was there for. One full day, like I got there at ten at night. The next day we wrestled, and then the next morning we left. So like one full day, flew back to New York. Uh, my sister lives in Brooklyn, so I stayed with her uh, the next three or four days, and then wrestled that Friday um, for a group somewhere in New York, and then Saturday for Jer- Jersey All Pro Wrestling, and then uh, flew home on Sunday. So like by the time I got home, it was it had been one week, and I'd re- I'd been in like three or four states and two countries and had like four matches in seven days time it was just it was i mean it was nuts but if my whole life could be like that i would be the happiest human in the world like it was the craziest slash like best week of my life wow 
Sounds good. Sounds like a really good experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, if there's any wrestler like, you know, WWE, TNA, or even ROH for that matter, that you could just, you know, you could just work with, I mean, who would that be? Or wrestlers? Yeah, and, geez, there's so many. Um, like, if you want to go all-time, I mean, the Dynamite Kid, because he was so ahead of his time and, and just so intense and... I think we we would even mesh well. I think right now my dream match is a singles match with AJ Styles. Um, I've wrestled him in like a one four way, yeah, and that's it. And and I've, I've been saying for years like I would just love to have a singles match with him. And I, I mean, I personally I think it would be it would come off well. Um, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. Um, but yeah, there's so many guys because I'd really like to work with a lot of WWE guys just to learn to learn that style. Um, so I'd be honest. I mean, literally any guy there, I'd be excited at the chance to work with. Well, have you ever uh, thought about like working with a guy, maybe like uh, you know Edge, or you know, or someone, or or Christian Cage, or someone, or Kurt Angle, or someone like that? Yeah, it'd be amazing. I mean, especially Kurt Angle. Like he's one of my one of my personal favorites, and that guy's amazing. I think <laughs> I've said before. I don't, I, I think it pretty much still holds true that. I think if we could clone people, we should just clone Kurt Angle about 30 times, give every Kurt Angle clone a different gimmick, and then they, that should be a wrestling federation. Like, <laughs> it'd be Surfer Kurt Angle versus, like, the Baker Kurt Angle, and, like, just, he should just be everybody, because he's awesome. So, I don't, yeah, I'd love to, like, I would just be, uh, my background is gymnastics, and I did that for 11 years, and basically, when you're doing that sport, you, I mean, your goal is the Olympics, but it's sort of, it's essentially impossible because they pick something like seven guys every four years, and it's a sport where you you peak once at like a certain age. So you only have one shot at one Olympics that you know basically what your Olympics could be when you're born. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna be in two or three Olympics in gymnastics, so you only have one shot for every you know. <laughs> and it's every four years they pick like seven dudes, so it's basically like picking a kid who's playing t-ball and asking him if he's gonna make the mvp of like the world series like it's it's impossible so just the olympics as a sporting event has always been this this thing to me that just it's it's like it's like mythical and just just i can't even i can't even talk about it i get so i'm just like whoa the olympics there's just aura that's always been around it so for someone like kurt angle to have gone from amateur wrestling which you know obviously is not gymnastics but still a sport in the olympics and to not only compete but win in that like he's always just had that that same aura that i associate with the olympics has now kind of gone you know it transcended down to him because i'm just like this dude didn't just compete in the olympics he won like which i, I don't know i think you know as an athlete comes to the background i i have a slight understanding of just how essentially impossible that is and so just for him to have done that I, I just have the utmost respect for him and yeah I would be I haven't I haven't had the chance to meet him yet but I, I don't know he would be one of the guys I'd be sort of um I don't know it'd be weird just because yeah I, I, I like look up to him uh, uh one final question I'm really curious what what is your opinions of you know the the drug testing and all the steroids scandal and all that kind of stuff going on in uh, professional wrestling right now and mixed martial arts and all sports. I think um, I think they should. It, it needs to be. I think the programs that are in place right now are sort of a joke, and I welcome them to be beefed up 
six hundred thousand percent. I think I think it would be great. Um, people have been taught to to want these like larger than life bodies and, and personas and stuff, and that's what everyone thinks. But it's not safe. I mean, these guys are doing all this stuff, and and sure you feel fine now and you feel great but it's gonna you know when you're what late 30s like 40 years old which is not going to seem old when that's how old you are and like and you're you're having all these health problems i mean it's going to catch up with you and and no one feels it now and everyone feels great and so i just think it's unfortunate and i and i wish (laughs) it's just i mean a guy like me i started gymnastics when i was 10 and a big part of gymnastics is physical conditioning so for 17 years straight i've been in gyms like taking instruction like busting my ass so it's like these guys that put a needle in themselves and they can eat donuts all day i mean i eat i, I watch every single thing that goes in my mouth 24 7 so it's not like wrestling is like something i do friday saturday it's it's every minute of every day i mean so many people talk about how they eat breathe sleep wrestling and, and what does that mean to them i mean i literally do um so yeah it, it, it's i mean naturally you can only get so big and i feel like i've almost almost reached <laughs> that that point with myself so but taking steroids is not something i'm willing to do um but you know a lot of times you need to to get to that next level and so many guys have and that's sort of the norm and and yeah i think it's bad because it's just i mean obviously look at how many deaths there's been in wrestling and it's it's there's a direct correlation between that so i wish it would it would get bigger i mean i don't know what else i mean with eddie guerrero dying and benoit dying i, I don't know what more it would take for them to to get serious about it, and, and I think they have the uh, the PR front that it's serious, but but I, I mean, like, if you get caught with it, you get, like, I don't know, like a $1 fine or something, or then you get suspended for, like, a day, or, like, all the repercussions don't seem like they would actually stop someone from doing it, and it's, it's unfortunate. So I hope, you know, more people are outed for it in, in all sports, and I hope, you know, just almost as a society we get serious about it and, and take it out of sports. Or just open up and say that it's in every sport. I mean, one way or the other, because right now it's just, yeah, I don't know. I I wish that wasn't involved because it makes it so much harder for the guys that don't want to do stuff, and it almost forces people that wouldn't necessarily want to to feel like they need to, and and, and, then it's been proven to be dangerous, obviously. So it's just, it's one, and it's going to entertain us now, but it's going to catch up with everybody years later, and it's, it's not good. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh, real quick before we uh, take a break, uh, is there any like, any kind of sites that you would like to plug really fast? Sure, I'm more or less addicted to MySpace, like I'm sure a lot of people out there are. Um, you can just search for MDog20, or my uh, personal site is myspace.com backslash don't come home bleeding. Um, that's where you can find me at and uh, get all my appearances and pictures and merch and all that good stuff up there. Um, I also have mdog20.com, which is my website, which is terribly, terribly, terribly out of date, um, because once MySpace kind of started up, I more or less gave up on that. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that, so that's the best way to get in touch with me. All righty, Matt. Well, we appreciate you having you, having you on, and uh, we hope to have you back sometime in the near future. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right.